0: Well, we do have a couple announcements for you today. Uh, number one, the pumpkin patch that we are getting ready for in October. We are having a very special meeting tonight at 6 o'clock. We are asking if you can be involved in any way, shape, or form that you come to this meeting. It will help us to be able to brainstorm a little bit, talk about some of the things that we're doing, and be able to, uh, to pull together and focus So, Pumpkin Patch tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, if you're interested in helping at all or being a part of that, please make sure you're here. Then also, the potluck, the special service for Barbara Ashmore. It is going to be this coming Sunday. Judy Rudkin has been maybe talking to you about photos, pictures. We need those. We have some that have been turned in, but we are needing photos and pictures, Please, if you have any, we really would like to have them by tonight. So if you can please see Judy or myself, any picture you would have that would help us so that we can put together a great slideshow of Barbara and her ministry unto the Lord as she ministered so many years here at North Lake Church, that would help us out. And Judy, would you just slip your hand up so people could see who you are? If you would see her immediately following the service or myself, that would be great. Then we also have uh, uh, just mentioning that we are going to be having a service this Friday for Ken Helen, who went to be with the Lord on Friday morning. And so, uh, or was it Saturday morning, Friday morning? Yeah, okay, and so... We are going to be uh, having that service this coming Friday at 11 o'clock. And I don't see Stan and Linda Fountain who uh, uh, does our our arranging of uh, time when we have a loss in our family. But I'm sure they will be calling you. But here's what you can know. We'll, We'll be doing soup and sandwiches right after the service. So if you can help us in putting together some sandwiches and a soup Uh, We will be in the fellowship hall doing that right after the uh, celebration of life service at 11 o'clock here in the sanctuary. Then, we are getting ready for our Connection Home Group. Uh, We are going to be going through this book from October to the end of the year. It's called Holy Conversation. There is a sign up at the uh, Connection Center. Please make sure you are signing up, okay? If if maybe you're very versed, maybe you have a lot of skill in sharing the uh, message of God. If you are, if you are, we want you there, because this is going to be a group effort, and as we all come together, those who may feel like I need help in sharing, those who feel like I have something to give, we can all benefit from being together. So this is our uh, connection home group, it's going to be at Eric and Joanne Messengers, we'll have... Uh, Directions on How to Be There, Holy Conversation is the book by Richard Peace. Uh, You can get on Amazon and get it. I believe it's around $12 or $13, and uh, it is going to be an excellent time for us corporately as a church. Amen? All right. Well, at this time, I'm going to ask that the Turner family come and that they bring Mackenzie Hope, I'm telling you, when we uh, went through the process of defining better who we are going to be and we decided North Lake Church fit who we were, and uh, remember, our verse specifically is found out of Revelation 22, verse number 1, that talks about the water of life. Well, since we've talked about the water of life, something happened, and we've been having a baby explosion in this church. (laughs) There is life all over, and that is an awesome thing. And uh, children are an awesome gift from God, given to parents for them to raise up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, but also to train that at the proper time they release them back fully to the Lord. And when the scripture says train up a child in the way that he or she should go, I believe that that is specific, yes, in training of the Bible, but I also believe that it is specific to training that specific child for that specific purpose God has. Please understand, they are our children, but they're His first. And we want them to see and accomplish the purposes and the things that God has for them to do. And so it is with that that we bring and that uh, Anthony and Jamie bring, Mackenzie Hope, knowing that God has a greater purpose in his kingdom and that he has entrusted them as parents with this precious gift. And how can you, can you believe the head of hair? <laughs> Hi, Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask Jamie and Anthony, do you promise in the sight of God and in the presence of these witnesses that you will undertake to bring up Mackenzie Hope in the fear and admonition of the Lord? And do you promise to seek to lead her early to accept Jesus Christ as her Lord? And then I would ask as a family, The you promise as far as it lies before you that you will set before Mackenzie Hope examples of godly and consistent lives according to the word of God. Amen. And then I ask that you would stand because part of this, as she interacts and God has placed her here at North Lake Church, we all have a responsibility to raise and to be a part of. So I ask us as a congregation... Do you promise, as far as it lies before you, to set before Mackenzie Hope examples of godly and consistent lives? Oh, no. Amen. Oh, <laughs> Lord, we now dedicate this precious gift for your purposes. For your glory. God, I thank you that you have given her to the turners with purpose. And God, as you reveal that purpose, I pray that she would serve you all the days of her life. I pray that you'd fill her strong with the power of your spirit. God, that that which you have for her to accomplish would be done in the power of the Lord. And God, we give you glory for this little life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We do have a drinking fountain, by the way, out in the foyer, and you're you're uh, you're able to drink water. But we're not promising anything. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, we are continuing to talk about the go, the go. We are at a point where we have talked about the planning, the preparation and the equipping, and now we're talking about the go. And so whether you have your Bible in whatever form, let's get ready. Believing that the Word of God will transfer from our head to our hearts. Amen? This book is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Amen. Welcome those who are joining us by live stream. It is great to have you here And God is good. Amen. (laughs) All right, so we are talking about the go of the gospel, and we are going to be looking at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 through 12. Uh, Actually, it is 3 through 12, and so that is a typo. If you would make sure you note that, and let's back up to verse number 3. And let's read this. As we read it, I want to once again draw attention to the moving of the Spirit, to the message the Lord was giving the church. I want you to hear the Word of God that we're reading and see how clearly the Word of God and the Spirit of God orchestrated because you would think, I'm telling you, that all these people were a part of my sermon preparation. But I tell you, they were not. This is the Spirit of the Lord. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightfully so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love of every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your Perseverance and faith in all of the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All of this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen... When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on that day. He comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you, because you have believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that his power may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this in order that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see how powerful that scripture now is in light of what the Holy Spirit ministered to us already? Do you see how in connection and the flowing of where God is taking us? So we're going to be talking about Missio Dei which simply is the, the gospel. It is the heart of God. It is His mission. It is not enough for us to have just a mission. I mean, it's good to have a purpose. It's better to have a God purpose. And we at North Lake Church have said, we don't want to just have a purpose that is willy-nilly. We want to have a purpose that is direct and direct from God. We want to be on page with Him. Amen? Amen. So with that in mind, the first thing that Paul talks about is thanksgiving and prayers. Thanksgiving because the glass is not empty. It really is full. God has done good things. And as much as we have had trials and tribulations, and even in our own country, and I cannot promise you what may come in the future, I do know this, until he comes, we will have trials and tribulations. Until he comes, we will have moments where our faith is tested, stretched, and we will have attacks from the enemy of our soul, Satan. But there is always reason to give thanksgiving to God. And I want you to see that it's not just, oh, we give praise to God, I guess. It's full on, when you think of God's blessing, it absolutely is a praise God. And Paul hits on some things here that he was thankful for because their love was increasing and their faith was growing and something good was happening. And I can tell you as we see what God is doing in the lives of people here at North Lake Church and in the lives of those who you are touching in the community, God is doing great things here. And we need to give praise to God. Just lifting our hands and really recognizing the the blessings that he has given to us. Now we, with that, would also say, Lord, we have some prayers as well. I'm sure there are you who know that you have family members that still need. The gospel. They still need to hear the good news of Jesus. They still maybe, they've heard, maybe they need to receive the good news of the gospel. And so that then uh, causes Paul to go into a prayer. And he prays uh, for the church. And his prayers... Are that they would be counted worthy of their calling? Did you hear the Lord in the moving of His Spirit this morning? He was urging us to be worthy of the calling He's given us. There was no question. He was saying, Yes, I have all authority. I have all the power. I have all that you need, but come to me. And, and so that you can be worthy of the calling God's given you, God's given you a calling. And that's really something that we need to grab a hold of. It's not just an elite few that have the Spirit of God or have a calling of God on their life. Everyone who comes to Jesus has a spot in his kingdom. Wherever God has placed you in your sphere of influence, God wants to use you for his glory and for his purpose. Now, when you start to understand that the purpose of life is not just a menial job and just living 70-some years and then passing on, but you have an eternal purpose that is attached to the living God, your life begins to have real purpose. I believe that clearly one of the reasons that we are lost as a nation, we've kind of lost our bearings, is because we've lost the purpose. And that purpose was God from the beginning. And so when we get back to the purposes of God it begins to unravel with us saying there is a calling God has given me and therefore the idea is not only that I praise him but that I'm seeking him with all of my heart because I know what he's called me to and so it causes a a A earnestness, a seriousness, a a, a longing to say, God, I am going to seek you because I need your touch so that I can be worthy of the calling that you've given me. You say, well, Pastor Brian, I don't know what that calling is. That calling is that wherever you are, you would share the reason for the hope that Jesus has given you. Jesus has given you the living water. You are to share the living water. And with all of the things and stuff that we have in our nation, there are people who are dying, thirsty. Because they've tried to satisfy it with all the things that do not satisfy. Then Paul goes on to say that his prayer is that Jesus would be glorified in us. In verse number 12. That he would be glorified in us. And then he goes on to say, and you in him. This is an a awesome thing of the fact that God says the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all together. And in here, in this passage of Scripture, He is showing the blessing that happens when we're in Him. Because that happens. There is a a connection that you have as family. But I will tell you that connection goes so much deeper when it is a spiritual thing. I have uh, mentioned this story before. I'll just tell a very short snippet of it. When my father received Jesus on literally his deathbed, although when he received Christ, God gave him about five, six more months. It was awesome. But at that time, uh, my father, when he said the prayer, he had not opened his eyes for days. He was my father. I mean, he knew me, I knew him. But at that moment that he received Jesus, he opened his eyes, he grabbed my hand, and he looked into my eyes. And I realized he was not just looking at my physical eyes. He looked inside of me, and he said this, Brian, how did we ever get to be this close? And for the first time, I realized he was no longer just feeling a physical connection. He had a spiritual connection. That's what we are to be doing is giving people that spiritual connection. He and you and, and uh, uh, you and him. That is what we're giving out. It's not just something of ourselves. Our flesh will count for nothing. But when Jesus is glorified in us and we give from his spirit, praise the Lord, that's life. But if we are going to get to that life, if we are going to have reason for thanksgiving and prayers, there is going to have to be something that happens. And that is for us to live on purpose. It can't be by chance. It can't be by by hoping that somehow we'll find something that gives significance to our lives. We have to be on purpose. Now, I want you to notice something about this that I've put up there this morning. It's on a board, obviously. You see that the live-on purpose is pinned to the board. But you notice as you look around the surrounding parts of it, there have been many holes that have been placed in this board. And that there, literally, if you look at this, if you think of how many things that have been on this board, that's a lot of stuff. Did you hear the Spirit of the Lord speak to us today? And what did he say? Get rid of the stuff, let it go. Untangle yourself from the stuff. Untangle yourself from the stuff of the world. Literally, if you look at this board, if we were to see all that was on this board at one time, you would say, man, I don't know what it says. It says a bunch of stuff. That's sometimes how people look and they see our lives. They look and, yeah, Jesus is in there somewhere. But it's got all this other stuff. And people are having a hard time seeing him. Because everything else is on the board as well. God is wanting us to unclutter Our board. God is wanting us to unclutter the board of your life. We, I, I understand and I know that there are important things that need to be on the board. God understands that too. God knows family, children, grandchildren, all those things. But do you understand... God did not talk about those things this morning. He talked about stuff. He said, untangle yourself from the stuff. We talk about how we do church here, connecting with God, people, and community. That's important. Those connections are important. But if we fill our lives with so much stuff, we'll never be able to fulfill what God's asked us to do. Amen? So on the board, we also need to look at this from two different perspectives. There is a corporate perspective we need to look at. Here at North Lake Church, we need to be living on purpose. And that purpose is the mission of God. Missio Dei. There are people who need the water. That's the purpose. And that corporately needs to resonate for our church. I think that we need to start asking the question, how does that fulfill the mission of God? If that activity doesn't fulfill the mission of God, why are we doing it? That's right. Maybe we need to let that go. Yeah. Let's concentrate on the things that will help the mission of God. That's what we need to live on purpose. Amen? Then the question is not only for us corporately, but for us as an individual. In my individual life. And I believe God was asking us both corporately and individually. Unclutter yourself. And and did you hear the message? He said, have I not always provided for you? The the scripture that came to my mind was Matthew chapter 6. And you can turn there. And in that passage of scripture from 25 to 32. Jesus talks about... He knows what you have need of before you ask. He knows what it is. And then he says, Who of you by worrying can change anything? But then he says, Seek first, verse number 33, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Live on purpose. Let the other stuff go and live on purpose. Remove and unclutter the board of your life. Because if we do not, the mission of God will get lost. And when the mission of God gets lost, our lives become broken. Because when we fill it with stuff rather than God, we fall and we sin and we run into all kinds of trouble. Well, he not only asks us to do that, he also talks about that we are to, in every act, We talked about the purpose. He said that you would fulfill in verse number 11, every good purpose. And we're going to attach that purpose to something. But before we do that, we'll attach it, just put a little comma there. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about what else Paul has asked for, that in every act, act, what kind of act? We're talking about the mission of God. The mission of God could be seen everywhere if we have uncluttered boards. When, when we unclutter our boards, the mission of God becomes more clear. When we clutter our board, that person, that, that event, that God opportunity that is placed before us becomes an irritation too much time i've got my stuff to do and we can become like the priest who passed by the man who needed help but when the mission of god is on our heart there becomes actions that matter now The word of God does say to give a cup of cold water in my name. Here I'm believing that because there's snow on the ground, this was probably something warm. (laughs) But you understand the principle is the same. The principle is that nothing is too insignificant when the purpose of God is in the forefront. And God will begin to speak to you with clarity when we unclutter the board of our life. He will begin to speak to you with more clarity what the mission and why the mission and when the mission with acts that God has for us to do. Specific acts that will bring the mission of God to that person in a tangible way. That's what God wants us to do. That is his business. That is his heart, as we talked about last week. I remember being on a missions trip. It was my first one that I had taken. It was to Honduras. I flew into Tegucigalpa. I learned about 10 years later that Tegucigalpa is one of the top three dangerous airports to fly into in the world. I don't know, but all I know is when I was flying into it at the time, uh, we came down out of the clouds and I thought I'd never been so close to the mountains in all my life without crashing. I mean, I thought, man, if he tips those wings one way or the other way, we're toast. (laughs) I mean, it is an incredible airport to fly into. But as we were working, we were there to build the church, and we began building the church, and for those of you who know how I build... There's very, few things, <laughs> there's very few things that I can do when it comes to actually doing that type of thing. If you want the nail to be straight, if you want certain things, <laughs> okay? But I did find something to do because God always has something for you to do. So I was the one that loaded up the cinder blocks and was taking them over while the guys were laying them out and also... I got to work with one of the nationals there in Honduras. And uh, 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 Jesus, uh, what was it? Jesus de la Toro was the town, okay? So there we are, and one of, the, one of the locals there was part of the church, got saved. It was really a neat deal. I got to work with him. And here I am. I got ready to go on this missions trip, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be working. Uh, with, I know, construction material and stuff. So I went out and I got a pair of boots. Ten, size ten. And I took them with me, steel-toed, because I thought, knowing my record, I better have steel-toed boots. (laughs) Because if something falls on my foot, I want to make sure at least I got a chance. (laughs) Okay? So here I am, I'm working with this guy, We're mixing cement together. We mixed cement together, I believe, for at least three days. This gentleman walked to work every day. And some of the days, the best shoes he had were flip-flop type things. Other days, I saw him working in his bare feet. And I remember about the third day, I looked at his feet And I don't know if any of you know this, but I guess a concrete, when you're mixing it, can be very very disruptive. His feet started to get infected. They were red and swelling. That third day, we were done with the concrete. And I know the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, said, take those boots off and give them. And so I did. I took my boots off. I said, wait a minute. I, I, I just hang on for a second. And I started taking my boots off. And I said, what size shoe do you wear? And it was about a nine, I think. But it was close enough. And when I said, I want you to have these, he began to cry. Because, I mean, he didn't have anything. An act. Not just... A, a random act of kindness. Uh, a act that is purposed in the mission of God. An act that is purposed with doing the mission of God. That becomes a powerful thing. The expression you see on this girl's face, that she's getting these shoes. I mean, she's, she's obviously taken... By it. I don't know who this gentleman is, but obviously he saw that, you know what, I can get shoes anytime. And he saw a need. We need to be on purpose with acts that God is calling for us to do. I love this sign. You know, usually you see somebody with a sign that says, you know, need money or or out of work or whatever. This guy has a sign that says, can anyone spare a random act of kindness? Now, I know I just talked about random act of kindness. I don't believe in that random stuff. But praise the Lord, we have an opportunity to meet with action, purposeful, for the things of God, for the mission of God, that we would decide. And you say, well, what would I do? I, I tell you of Spencer a few years ago uh, driving past Yeah, one of the Ark uh, container collections. And there they were collecting whatever clothes and everything that they could that have. And he'd walked past that thing hundreds of times. And one day, as he's walking by, as strong as he can describe it, he said, Dad, I heard the Lord say, take your jacket off and put it in there. And for a minute, he said, oh, that's ridiculous. And then he thought, you know what? How many jackets do I have? He immediately stripped that thing off, rolled it up, and stuck it in there. I I share that story because what I believe we need to start doing is just obeying the voice of the Spirit. Now, I will tell you, with obeying the voice of the Spirit, your flesh, when you do an act, will try to take or ask for a response. Resist. I'm, I, I'm being serious. and know it's funny, but resist. Because, number one, when you do that act, your flesh will want an immediate response. Well, what was the effect? The effect was that you were obedient to the Spirit. <laughs> Not that you look for any... It's God's thing to, to bring about a, uh, a, a response. But we get caught up in the responses we get caught up to where it brings us into sin sometimes. That an act that we start off doing for the Lord because our flesh wants to say, well, now what? (laughs) Just let it go. Just do it for the Lord and then let it go. Because he is the one who will take care of his word as you act it out. So I want to take you to the scripture verse, 1 Peter, if you'll turn there with me. 1 Peter, chapter 2. And here it describes again uh, that, that we are called with a purpose. This is a passage of scripture that talks about us being chosen people, royal priesthood. Yeah, verse number 9 of 1 Peter chapter 2. And I want to hit on... Well, let's read 9 through 12. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people... But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, that although they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Praise the Lord. This passage of scripture telling us that you are called with a purpose and that in that you are to be people of God living out acts of praise, acts of doing the mission of God. That is what God's asking us to do. That is the reason North Lake Church has been put here. And the reason, the the way we keep these on focus is in the passage of scripture. So let's go back to our text. It says for in verse number 11. That he may fulfill. Find that place. By his power he may fulfill. Every good purpose of yours. And every act. And then there's these words. Prompted. By your faith. Prompted. Prompted. By your faith. That is where those acts come from. Again, the purpose of God. Unclutter the board. Find the purpose. All of a sudden, God doesn't have you just in an office being a secretary. God has you there because people need the water. The mission of God needs to become center stage in our lives. The mission of God needs to be right in the center where the light is coming right down on it. Unclutter our board corporately, individually, and I will tell you this. When Jesus says, I have come that you may have life, And have it more abundantly. When the mission of God. Becomes your focal point. You will find life. Bow your head with me this morning. I want to ask first. If you are here. And you would like to make a commitment to Christ. Maybe you've never called on Jesus. You've never invited him into your heart, Ask him to forgive you of your sin. Sin is just all the things that fall short of God's holiness. Anything doesn't have to be when we sometimes think of sin being so horrendous it's everything that falls short if you're here and you would say pastor brian i want to receive jesus in my heart i want to make that commitment would you slip your hand up i want to pray with you anyone here hallelujah hallelujah Then, God, I pray, as Paul prayed, Lord, that you would begin to unclutter the board of our life. I pray that all of those holes that we saw on that board would be seen in us because we have removed those things and we only have. God's purpose at the forefront of all we do. God, help us to uncumber ourselves. God, I pray that your passion, that your mission would not only be what we would do corporately at North Lake, but God, that we as North Lake people, men, women, children, that we would live our lives with the mission of God at the very first and foremost center stage spotlight of our lives. God, we give you praise, give you glory for this day, because this is your day, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now... It is the Lord's day. So I ask you to be intentional with his day. Don't just go and do our own purpose. Concentrate on his. Ministering to one another and ministering to our community. God bless you. I love you.